reviews coming up for Last Night in Soho for the French Dispatch, uh, Electrical Life of Lois Lane, uh, or Lois Lane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping that in. That's great. I'm fine, guys. (laughs) I mean, imagine that was the announcement that nobody heard in DC Universe. Okay, let me redo that. Benedict Cumberbatch as Lois Lane. (laughs) I'm here for it. It's a bunch of cats in Lois Lane. Welcome, everyone, to not episode nine of Plot Devices. Uh, that was earlier, if you're listening to this in the time stream is correctly. I don't know about how time travel works. Uh, my name is Brandon King. I'm here alongside, of course, Plot Devices co-hosts Noah Guzman and Sam and Corvaya. We are here talking about DC Fandom, the massive DC uh, fan event that just took place earlier today. And of course, because the universe hates us, it happened right as we were taping episode nine of Plot Devices. So we kind of figured... Why not, you know, take influence from the vast DC multiverse and have this kind of be a kind of separate, you know, on its own thing, much like one of the films we're going to be discussing later on. Uh, but we figured we just kind of, you know, uh, come on, talk about, you know, the big reveals. And there were some very, very big reveals and possible reveals that we could, you know, talk and geek out about in terms of, you know, the future of DC films and things of that nature. And we are going to get it started. Uh, we'll just hop right into the biggest one, uh, The Batman. The full-length The Batman trailer dropped. This is, of course, the second, not only the second The Batman trailer, is the second The Batman fandom trailer, because, of course, the first one dropped last year at a fandom as well. Got all of us incredibly hyped, destroyed the internet. This problem, this one probably will as well. Uh, Sam, I want to go over to you uh, first. Your your reactions to this newest full-length Batman trailer, and, what do you, and how does it bode well for your anticipation for the project? Yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like, you know, at first people were like really hating on Robert Pattinson being Batman. And honestly, right away, I was like, no, this is good. He's an amazing actor and people don't really appreciate him enough because they're just like, oh, it's Edward. And then you're going to sparkle. And it's like, no, like he's been in so many great projects in like the last five years, I'd say like five seven and it's just amazing he's a phenomenal actor and i just think that he'll really carry this batman version really well and i'm i'm hoping it's like kind of like rated like r it it looks pretty like visceral in a way and especially like with the end of the trailer i got chills from that like scene of him walking through the fire i thought that was amazing so for me it just looks like it's a phenomenal movie just the way it looks i'm I'm super hyped about it so i don't know about you guys but let's do this you know uh noah over to you cinematography looks so good Greg um, Frazier. Greg Frazier. It, looks, it looks like they're playing with like depth of field like i'm not a camera person i don't even know all those terms but i can pretend i do right like this movie looks like it's going to make some bold camera choices and i'm i'm here for that i'm here for this new batman story but new even in the way it's told not just in the actor that's portraying batman but show me a new style of showing batman um seeing zoe kravitz and all her selena kyle scenes all of her um short whispers to to uh bruce wayne is just those are going to be the moments that I think I'm, I'm highlighting from this film. Like I've all, I love Catwoman. Um, I love Zoe Kravitz. And so to see what her version of Catwoman is going to be, it's going to be astounding. She's like swapping different wigs out. We see a little bit of an action sequence. Um, we're getting, yeah, we're getting like some gritty action from this Batman um, as we should. And it, it all takes place in such unique, I'm not going to say locations because we know we're in Gotham, but like unique settings like there's so many interesting light fixtures that are behind all of our characters even if you go back to the trailer like 
there's some neon lights. It's like, I can't wait to be in these settings with these characters because it looks like it's going to be a, a trip and it's going to be fun. Totally. And you bring up the term gritty. And I don't want to say this makes Christopher Nolan's movie look, you know, goofy by any means. But Nolan's setup for Gotham was very much, you know, Chicago with some, you know, CG flourishes and things like that. And this looks like Gotham, like straight out of, you know, Jim Lee, Greg Capullo, you know, classic Gotham with all, you know, the dark lights and the red flourishes and everything. And on the one hand, I can find that a little bit jarring. But on the other hand, it's so distinct and so distinctly Batman that you have to appreciate it. And, you know, you bring up uh, the scene towards the end, you know, with the car crash and everything. I kind of hope that's the climax of the movie. I'm almost hoping that that is a tease for, you know, the confrontation between, you know, the Penguin, who may have something in connection with uh, with Paul Dano's Riddler. Paul Dano is the Riddler, by the way, and we're not talking about that, and we should. Um, I think that's going to have much more connection than we think it does. And I love the, you know, the inner turmoil that we see with Bruce, as, you know, cliche as it is to be like, Batman is a brood, you know, is a broody, darkened, char- darkened character. And, but I still love that. And I, I love the way that Reeves identifies that this type of Batman as being, you know, so incredibly alone and so, you know, full of his own ego that he kind of has to, you know, feel this, feel this dedication to Gotham, so to speak. The supporting cast all looks great. Again, Greg Fraser's cinematography is stunning in this. And the music at the end, I don't know if that's Gina Chino's score or any placeholder music, that the melody is instantly in my head and I'm hoping that's going to be part of the movie in some capacity. So yeah, like the first one, sign me up for this. And it's awesome that you brought up Paul Dano, too, because real quick, I just think that what makes me think this movie is going to be a bit more visceral and gritty than some of the other Batmans is even the way the Riddler looks. He doesn't look as cartoonish as we normally see him in like a bright green suit or something like that. It's it looks dark. And and you even kind of hit the nail on the head there. It, It feels like Gotham, like it's an actual straight out of the comic book. Here's your town that you you know and kind of love, depending on who you ask. And so it's, um, yeah, I just think that it's really exciting. I just wanted to add, if we wanted to explore some of the projects uh, separate to the Batman from the same cinematographer, I'd be so happy to take a look at that. Because if that's uh, going to be a standout feature from this new Matt Reeves, then, uh, you know, let's get the ball rolling. Let's start talking about that cinematographer beforehand. You um, can literally next week with Dune. Are yeah, you serious? Yeah, he's he's doing Dune. Holy crap! Okay, yeah, that'll be that. That'll be the project then. That's when we can all uh, fanboy over him uh, if you haven't already. He's also been nominated for you know Zero Dark Thirty in line and a bunch of other things. But oh my god, he's, he's incredibly talented. We are going to move on then to a couple of smaller pieces, but I think nonetheless incredibly curious. Uh, we got a first proper teaser for the Flash movie, uh, which we are finally getting after an eternity. Um, for those of you unaware, this movie has been in basically behind-the-scenes turmoil for what seems like a decade now. We had, you know, uh, Seth Graham Smith, who did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, was attached at one point. Rick Famuyiwa was originally attached way back when the original DCU was attached. Uh, Jonathan Goldstein, who did a Game Night, he was attached at one point. Now, of course, we are getting Andy Muschietti, who is, of course, best known for Mama and the It movies. He is going to be directing this alongside Christina Hodson, who has basically become the golden goose over at DC. She's also doing the Batgirl movies. She uh, worked on Birds of Prey and, of course, starring Ezra Miller as Flash and two different Batman who are not Robert Pattinson. We're getting Ben Affleck back. And we are also, as the teaser confirms, Michael Keaton's 89 incarnation of Batman is going to be in this once again. Uh, Sam, once again, over to you. Uh, I know that Flash has been a character that has been you know, seemingly in the ether, minus, of course, the success of the TV show, which I hope we get to talk about on this as well. What did you think of the first teaser, you know, as short as it may be? 
No, I really loved it. And especially the fact that we got Michael Keaton confirmed. That to me just was worth everything in the trailer or the teaser, excuse me. I don't know how I feel about Ezra Miller as like the flash, you know, I, I personally just wasn't involved in many of Snyder's um, justice league movies. And so, you know, for me, I'm not as attached to Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, as I am with Grant Gustin, for example, off of the CW shows. So it's like, this would probably be um, one of my first introductions to Ezra Miller as the flash. So I know I'm late to the train, but at least I'm trying to hop on. So I'll probably do a review of justice league for my own sake beforehand. But, you know, I just think it looks really cool. I'm excited to see uh, multiple versions of like Batman in this and we'll see what happens from there, especially because from the CW's uh, show, it's like, Barry Allen's been able to kind of go back and forth in time. So I just want to see how they apply it to Ezra Miller's version of the flash, you know? Totally. And, you know, like Ezra Miller kind of pointed out, they literally just wrapped filming on this last week. There was only so much that they could have shown. I'm more surprised that they managed to get the full CG flash suit with the, you know, the kind of lightning veins already set up. That was kind of impressive to me. I was not expecting the second Ezra Miller. That was a bit of a twist. But I like the fact that we are leaning full into the idea of, you know, multiple timelines, you know, Flash screws up the timeline once again, all, you know, all the memes come back into play. But I, I like that for Barry as a character. I like for, you know, this young kind of arrogant version of Barry to have to contend with his own failures. And I think Lucietti is a director who can pull that out of him with the mentorship of people like Keaton and Affleck by his side, as well as Sasha Cowley, who's popping up with Supergirl. And I have a tinfoil hat theory that I want to run by you guys after we get to Noah. Uh, Noah, what did you think about this first Flash teaser? Again, brief as it may be. Yeah, of course. Um, I am not into, I'm not paying attention. What am I saying? I have never watched the CW Flash series, but I've always been intrigued by the Flash as a character. Uh, There's the Flash. I know that there's so many like other, I don't want to say versions of the character, but there are like other Flash universe characters um, who who share those same powers or similar powers. Um, And I think I'm just... I'm more so intrigued just by what story is, is being, is being uh, prepared for the flash. Cause I, I knew about the thing that he could, you know, fly so fast around the fly. He could run so fast around the earth that he can reverse its rotation and, and thus like, you know, turn back time. But to me, other than that huge plot point that we saw in Zack Snyder's justice league, I don't know much about the character. I don't know his, I don't know where he comes from. I don't know how his uh, powers developed. I don't know where his powers go from here uh, or his future. And that's really what I'm, what I'm ready to see. You know, when it comes to DC, we all, me um, and any other listener who has really just resonated like with the popular characters, we know about Wonder Woman, we know Superman, we know Batman, um, even a little bit about the Green Lantern, but the Flash to me has seemed, um, and this is going to sound like a dig, but like mediocre and it's funny to say that because he's not at all, but that that's how I regard him on the team. So I'm ready to like, hopefully this gives me a new respect for the character, the flash. Um, and that's what I'm ready for. I think it will for no other reason than, you know, you can say whatever you want about Snyder's justice league, but at the end of the day, it reiterated how powerful the flash is and the extent of the flash's abilities. And this is for all intents and purposes, the same Barry Allen. And I think that idea of, I don't think we're getting the legacy of the Flash, so to speak. You know, Jay Garrick and Wally. I don't think we're getting any of that anytime soon. But I think this is going to really be centric to, again, Barry coming into his own in a world of gods. And when he has to recognize that ability himself, what does he do with that? And what are the consequences of that? Much like what if, as we were talking about on the show earlier, of, you know, what does that idea of, you know, interaction and, you know, intervention mean for consequences going forward? So I like that idea. 
beyond the fact that he was like, oh, Michael Keaton coming back. That's cool. Uh, of course, the last major first look that we had for tonight, uh, Black Adam, another movie that has been in the ether, as has been pointed out by someone on Twitter, be, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson signed on this role in 2007. So this was before the MCU that he has been attached to this. So when he says this is a dream project, it is a dream project in that it probably shouldn't have been made. And yet here we are. Of course, this is being directed uh, by Jungle Cruise director Jaume Colesera, who, of course, worked with The Rock and Emily Blunt to very good effect this past summer, uh, as well as a pretty sub- as well as a pretty stable ensemble cast behind him. You have uh, Aldous Hodge from Straight Outta Compton as Hawkman. You have Noah Centineo, Nephilim's heartthrob as an Atom Smasher. You have Sarah Shawnee as uh, Adriana Tomas, aka Cyclone, and oh, sorry, as um as Adriana Tomas, aka in the comics she's Isis. I don't know if they're going to keep that, but she has a pretty big connection with Black Adam as well. You have uh, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, which I meant to say, and last but not least. Pierce Brosnan, Bond himself, Mr. Mamma Mia himself as Dr. Fate. We didn't see him as Dr. Fate. I'm a little salty. I wanted to see Dr. Fate, but we didn't. Um, also, Lord Cher is doing the cinematographer for this, who is who has the uh, cinematographer designed Joker, which I find very intriguing. Uh, this looks huge. It looks bigger than I thought. Um, the sets look bigger than I thought, and I think we'll get to Shazam when we talk about, you know, huge scale as well. I've really been looking forward to this for one key reason, and that is to see The Rock tackle an unlikable character. Because at the end of the day, Black Adam at his start, you know, in his chronology in DC Comics, is a jerk. Like, he is an arrogant, you know, full-of-himself leader who believes himself to be the rightful heir of Billy Batson's abilities as Shazam. Like, obviously, he goes on later on to become more of an anti-hero and more of, you know, kind of this noble, if flawed ruler of, you know, conduct. But at the start of it, I should say, he's not the most likable character. And I'm wondering how this will frame this in context with all the Just Society stuff that we're getting with Pierce Brosnan and everything, with, you know, the Shazam connections and with Black Adam's own story himself. As far as the teaser goes, it looks brutal. I don't know where the story is going to focus itself, but it certainly took me from I don't care about this to suddenly raising an eyebrow and thinking this could look pretty cool. Uh, Sam, over to you. Uh, What did you think of the Black Adam teaser? I loved it. So see, that was one of my unexpected highlights because I knew the Batman trailer was going to be a highlight. I've been really looking forward to that. But with Black Adam, that surprised me with how much we got because of how long this has been in the making. You even mentioned it with like, you know, uh, The Rock's been signed on for this since 2007. And it's like, I knew he'd been signed on for a long time. I just didn't realize how long. That's insane. So it's just, it makes this more exciting. The fact that, okay, we've known about this for a long time and it's finally happening. We finally have footage. Cause I feel like the last time we had a taste of some DC teasers, it was just mock-ups and like drawings and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I wish we had footage. And now we finally have footage and it feels like it's I, like the, the attack that he did in the, in the teaser, it felt like something I saw out of Mortal Kombat. And so I just, I'm really excited to see what happens here. I'm also expecting this to be rated R. Um, and like you, I really wish that we saw Dr. Fate's uh, costume and just his, 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 yeah, Pierce Brosnan in full Dr. Fate costume. So I'm excited about the cast. I think it's really awesome. And I, let's talk about real quick how humble The Rock was when he was talking on DC Fandom. And he was like, I was born to play this. And I was uh, like, ah, oh, I, I love you. <laughs> like, it's just the, the only person who can put that into the universe. Right, right. But I really appreciate your observation, especially because, I mean, this guy is so likable. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is just one of the most likable actors in Hollywood right now, in my opinion. And so it'll be interesting to see him kind of take on this anti-hero role who, you know, the Black Adam is not necessarily a really likable guy. Noah, going over to Sam's point, will this be the Mortal Kombat movie we needed? 
It had better be because you two, like my expectation was fairly like, you know, level, level, you know, it was a little high because I was like, damn, we're getting The Rock. He's entering the DC universe. Uh, we're getting a trailer, um, a little more of like a teaser that just shows somebody being disintegrated by his grip. And I'm like, oh. Okay, I'm ready for these kind of Shazam level powers, but not used just to like uh, rob convenience stores. It's going to be it's going to be a cool new character that I think so many of us are going to be introduced to even the name Black Adam. I'm more so familiar when Dr. Fate popped up. I was like, oh, well, I recognize that name because I play Injustice. Like I know some of these characters, but Black Adam has just. um, Oh, what am I saying? He's an Injustice as well. Point being, I am I'm a little bit like. I was on the fence because I go, oh, like The Rock, he's saying like I was born to play this role. Before you said, before you included that he was signed on in 2007 or 2008, um, I didn't know that before. So my my previous reaction was like, as you were born to do these other roles, like Skyscraper, like San Andreas, like all these other things that I've seen The Rock pop up in. But you know what? If he's been attached to this project for that long, his heart must be in it uh, as it is with you know all of his projects. So yeah, the, it, you, you two kind of like, wipe my vision so now the bars are just a little bit higher because hopefully the stakes for this film are gonna are gonna exit us out of like that that family friendly world of shazam it's great we love it let's move on but let's see what that power looks like because that's like the the tagline for this movie that's what he's repeating he's saying the power is going to shift and i i think we're all ready to see that just getting on that if the power shifting thing i wonder if that is a testament to the character's anti-hero past because i wonder if that is him saying the power will shift from being used for you know evil and abuse to by the end of it him using it for you know slightly better use i want i'm just thinking you know slightly morality terms i mean the cast it's going to be stacked i mean to see noah centineo enter uh, the superhero universe i'm also you know i'm kind of gearing up for that too because i wonder how that'll be uh i liked him from to all the boys i loved before so let's see how he transitions you know his acting style I did too, but I'll admit I am not ecstatic to see him as Adam Smasher yet. Uh, moving on, uh, we figured that since there's just so much to talk about, I figured I'd just run down the other big announcements that we can you know, pick and choose which ones we think uh, we want to stand out a bit more. Uh, Milestone Comics. We heard last year that Milestone was being relaunched. They have since relaunched their comics line with static and hardware and everything. We got an announcement that, yes, the static movie is still coming. Michael B. Jordan is still producing it. And an animated Milestone Comics universe movie is coming as well sometime next year. I cannot wait, but neither here nor there. Uh, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League tra- uh, got another full-length trailer. Uh, still no gameplay, but full of cinematics, full of character decisions, things like that. Uh, Peacemaker, James Gunn's uh, Peacemaker spinoff got its first official trailer with uh, John Cena. Uh, Doom Patrol and Titans both got season four confirmations on HBO Max. As did uh, Pennyworth, which I forgot to list on this. Uh, Pennyworth is moving from Epics over to HBO Max for its third season. Uh, Harley Quinn in a rather hilarious season three trailer basically announced a confirmation for next year in 2022 as well. Uh, where am I at? League of Super Pets, uh, the animated movie, which also has The Rock uh, alongside uh, Kevin Hart and Diego Luna. That is an animated movie coming out next year. The trailer is supposed to drop, I think, next month. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but we got a first look with that. Gotham Knights, the other big uh, video game with the uh, Batman supporting cast, got a full trailer as well. Concept art for the Blue Beetle and Batgirl movies with um, uh, Jean-Luc and Leslie Grace, respectfully. We got info on that. Concept art, very, very cool. Injustice, we got a whole bunch of Injustice animated stuff behind the scenes, a full you know intro clip, uh, interviews with the cast, amazing things. Catwoman Hunted, which is the new animated Catwoman movie, uh, got a full trailer as well. A first look at Naomi, which is the new CW Arrowverse show headed by Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay is also working on a series called DMZ, which I believe is also for HBO Max with uh, Rosario Dawson. Finally, we got Young Justice Season 4, 
with not only a, an exclusive sneak peek at it, the reveal that the first two episodes are available to stream right now on HBO Max. So if you're listening to this and you were waiting until next week, don't. It's available right now. So it's a lot. Um, oh, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. We got a behind-the-scenes feature out of that as well. I completely forgot about that, and that is all just scratching the surface along with the panels and everything. Again, we weren't kidding. So much stuff dropped in on this if you are a DC fan. Sam, I want to go over to you first. If you have to pick one or two major topics from this list, and I've said this up to everyone as well, um, what would you highlight as far as DC fandom reactions? I personally would highlight actually Shazam. So that was a perfect segue. Um, you kind of teased a little earlier that Shazam, that both of us are pretty huge fans of it. I don't know about Noah, but I know that we actually both saw Shazam together for the first time. So that was a lot of fun when we saw it. But oh my gosh, I'm I'm just really excited to see uh, more about Fury of the Gods. It meant a lot to me to see Shazam when I first saw the the first movie, how he found this family. And so that just meant a lot to me. So having said that, I can't wait to see it extended into Fury of the Gods because you could even see uh, the siblings kind of in the background. The older ones are still here. They return to. So I'm just really excited to see them in a new adventure. And I would also say my next highlight, because I love video games as well, I'm really excited about um, Gotham Knights. I am very, very excited about that especially because now they showed like a story trailer and it has to do with the court of owls and going back to many previous episodes in um, plot devices. I don't know much about the comic. It gives me this real horror vibe and I'm here for it. You know, I'm a scaredy cat. I will throw the controller at the floor on accident, but I am here for it. So I'm, I'm very excited, especially because it gives these heroes a chance to be in a video game, which I think is awesome. But Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin, I think, that's a phenomenal group, and I'm excited to play all of them. It's I'm here for it. <laughs> I love the idea with Gotham Knights to basically have a Batman game where Batman is no longer the focus and is much more an influence around like everything. And I love the idea of giving those characters more spotlights. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Noah, over to you. Yeah, speaking of that video game, Gotham Knights... It also has that moment, which <laughs> reminded me of Scooby-Doo, like Spooky Temple, when like that pyramid closes in on our characters. It just had me think about the pyramid when Daphne steals like uh, something that's in there. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to mention that. Court of Owls, they look creepy. They look like they're going to be a whole a whole uh, storyline that is going to be uh, really new, uh, really exciting to play through. Uh some other standouts from the DC fandom are um, the return of Black Mana in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, just watching that short clip that talked about all the behind the scenes uh, choices that are being made by James Wan and the creative team. It just looks like this is going to be a very colorful, very adventurous um, action movie. And we see the return of Black Mana played by Yaya Abdul uh, Mateen. And I think I'm, I'm really just behind the whole, we, we really only got the introduction of Black Mana in the first Aquaman. And of course, Willem, um, or I'm sorry, Patrick Wilson was the enemy at the end of the first Aquaman and then Black Mana kind of like was brushed to the side. I'm ready for that to return and to get that full uh, fight scene that we were only teased about in the first Aquaman. So that was, that was a big highlight for me. Um, another one worth mentioning is seeing Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren as goddesses in Shazam 2. That is, yes, yes, bring them. And they're villains. They're mentioned so much mythological creatures that are going to be included in Shazam. I'm just a Greek myth, like, I'm a super fan. So I cannot wait to see all of that realized, all of that captured um, just for us fans that are eagerly awaiting. And me, I'm like drooling in the corner. You know, I can't wait for those things to happen. I shouldn't be shocked considering you're in a Percy Jackson musical, just saying. 
Um, so much Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert news for all of our fans here is that Noah's an actor and he doesn't need us anymore. He's a big time actor now. <laughs> That's right. And you're lo- in, in, a, in your local community college production of uh, Percy Jackson. Plot twist, he never needed us. Um, <laughs> as far as my... St- I am cheating. I, I want to just bring up real quick, if you were watching the full live stream a little bit, I do want to give on a mention to all of the fan artists who submitted for DC Fandom. DC put together a whole... Those are so cool. Some of them are... Oh my god. There's one of Zatanna in like a weird like occult chamber room. It's so good. Like There's just so many amazing pieces of art. And I, shout out to all the fan artists. Aside from the that, the actual pieces of news I wanted to point out. Um, again, there's just so much. I was surprised by the Blue Beetle first look. Um, I still don't think the costume looks that great in concept art. I wouldn't see how it looks practically, but I love Shota Manaduena. I think he's a fantastic talent. I love uh, Angel Soto, who is the director. I love their sort of interactions and how they were going about saying, yeah, this is a, you know, genuine kind of hero who, you know, comes up from nothing, who, you know, is supportive of his family, but, you know, finds this thing that's bigger than himself. And that's exactly who Jaime Reyes is in the comics. And I've been dying to see that character treated well in live action. Smallville doesn't count. And I'm very ecstatic now after seeing this first look. So that was definitely a uh, part of that. As for my other points, I really want to point out the milestone stuff. Uh, milestone is such an important, is such an important cornerstone in DC and comics as a whole. And the fact that, you know, they were wrapped up in legal litigations for years, Dennis Cowan and uh, Reggie Hutton, that whole team. The fact that we are not only getting a static live action movie, potentially with Michael B. Jordan, probably not, but potentially, as well as you, a full-blown animated milestone universe series, you know, hardware and icon, I know I'm the only one who knows part of those characters, but I love that idea of it. And I love to see, you know, more subtypes of comics uh, brought to different medium. Those are definitely the ones that I want to bring up. I, I'm so happy for Milestone and those creators. I think the only thing I had to add real quick was just with uh, Shalo. I agree with you. I thought that was really awesome. And I, I love him and Cobra Kai. So I'm super excited for the next season to drop on Netflix. But um, yeah, I, I think that it's really fitting because so far in the roles that he's played, they're very meaningful roles for, you know, like the Latinx community. So I'm just really excited uh, for the representation with Beetle, especially because I don't know much about Beetle as well, other than Injustice, because I, I mean, I play the game and that's all. So excited to see it. I know a scarab is attached. He gets special powers. He's pretty cool. <laughs> I would point either of you uh, to either Batman the Brave and the Bold or Young Justice. Both of those are great incarnations to look at if you want to check that out. So yeah, that'll basically wrap up our DC fandom coverage. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this. We don't know how often we're going to be doing these mini-sodes, but this was a great experiment if it lasted. If not, then we'll be happy to do more of these. Uh, Listen, while we've got you here, just do a quick favor. Plot Devices, uh, at Plot Devices Pod uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as Plot Devices Podcast on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us there. All updates are usually Sunday afternoon. This mini show will probably be up uh, the following Monday just to kind of, you know, pace out all the content. But hopefully, you know, the DC fandom energy uh, is still incredibly active throughout the week. Again, I'm sure that Batman trailer buzz is going to last through at least the next couple of months. We're going to have to hear the end of it. I want to, of course, thank uh, my co-host for today as well. Noah Guzman, where can people find you online and what you got going on? Um, right now, I've got a review um, coming up. I'm going to be writing a review for the movie Antlers. I'm a big horror fan, so I cannot wait to see that in theaters. And you can follow me at Twitter. My name is at Noah's Plotting. And over to Sam and Corvaya. Sam, uh, where can people find you online? And uh, what do you got going on? Yeah, yeah. So then I kind of mentioned in the last episode, but I got uh, reviews coming up for Last Night in Soho for the French Dispatch, uh, Electrical Life of Lois Lane, uh, or Lois Lane. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. That's great. I'm fine, guys. <laughs> 
I mean, imagine that was the announcement that nobody heard in DC Universe. Okay, let me Sorry, redo Benedict that. Cumberbatch has Lois Lane. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's a bunch of cats in Lois Lane. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold up. People could find me on Twitter at S underscore Inkervaya or on Instagram at Sam I am 520. And so I mentioned it a bit in the last episode, but I have reviews coming up for Last Night in Soho, Fench Dispatch, and The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne. So I am very excited to review those coming up. And of course, you can find me here on Plot Devices. And yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Movie King 45. That's Twitter and Instagram at the Movie King 45. Reviews for Ridley Scott's The Last Duel coming out this week and Denisville News Dune. It's finally coming out. I get to see it and I cannot wait to talk about it uh, in, on ASU Odyssey as well as next week on the podcast. And uh, once again, follow my band Killbox, uh, Killbox underscore music if you are interested in that. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this weird experiment. Hopefully more to come and uh, tell us about your favorite DC fandom moments. Uh, comment again on our social medias, Plot Devices Pod, Instagram, Twitter, all that you know nonsense. For myself, for Sam and Corvaya, for Noah Guzman, this has been whatever the spin-off show is going to be called and we will see you guys next time. So nice you got us twice. <laughs>